Hi, I'm Vishwa, and from Lakehead International, this is Destination Unboxed, a podcast about all things international at Lakehead University in Thunder Bay and Aurelia, Canada. In today's episode, I'll be speaking with a current student, an alumnus, and a recruiter from Lakehead International about their thought process behind picking a program at Lakehead and tips to help you decide which path works best for you. Hi, Hitesh. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Are you in Thunder Bay with us today? I'm actually in Delaware right now. Um, I came over to my uncle's house to celebrate Diwali. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm taking online classes for this year. What's What program are you in right now at Lakehead? So I'm currently taking honors bachelor's in computer science with uh, business focus. I'm in the business program as well. So that's pretty cool. Oh, nice. Awesome. So how did you know that you wanted to study computer science? I wasn't actually sure until 12th grade. When I was a kid, I wanted to become a doctor. And then I wanted to become an artist and a photographer. And, you know, I was kind of juggling a lot. And I was pretty good at math growing up. So I decided I wanted to try out something else and took some more electives that had game programming, computer science. And then I took some business courses uh, and I took some photography classes and food classes. So I was kind of like experimenting, seeing what's what's the right thing to do. And um, game programming, computer science, really stood out to me. It was like, okay, there's something that has, uh, you know, that needs a lot of math, but always kind of fun to experiment, you know, different things. Uh, but I also didn't want to just do a regular nine to five job, sitting at a computer coding all day. So uh, I wanted to go in a direction that uh, that's more like business focused and the manager position or business analyst at a company. So I decided to take, I decided I was trying to find something that had uh, business alongside, alongside computer science, you know? Uh, so I was pretty late applying, but they had had it and a few other universities had it. So I just decided to apply for those and yeah, turned out good. Were there any other programs that you were possibly interested in? You know, I was very passionate about technology growing up. I used to uh, take my dad's phone and other people's phones and, you know, dig into every single setting and see what's, what's, what subsetting it has, what it does. It's just like mess, mess with them. Uh, so, so, yeah, I also wanted to keep it technological and also include business in it. I remember one time I was trying to update my iPhone when I was like in... Right. I don't know, like ninth grade or something. And I got impatient while I was updating and I ended up resetting my phone and (laughs) all its memory got wiped out. So after that day, Uh. I've always been freaked out (laughs) updating my phone. So that's funny. (laughs) Two different perspectives. Uh, I see. (laughs) So you're not too tech savvy or anything like that? I'm trying to become more tech savvy because the world <laughs> yeah. of marketing is heading towards digital marketing now. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. I am definitely trying to make sure that I stay updated and my tech mm-hmm. skills don't fall too yeah. far behind. <laughs> Was there anyone who helped you through the decision-making process of finally settling on computer science? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, my dad was a big influence because uh, he's a software engineer himself and uh, I felt like I've met so many people around that circle that had you know similar experiences 
uh, some were Java developers, some were working for Amazon and uh, LinkedIn uh, companies like that. So uh, those people, like I felt like I had a good support system if I wanted to go into that job. So that kind of played a big part in me deciding if I, you know, uh, wanted to choose company science specifically alongside business. But yeah, cooking was also something else considering because I, I, I like cooking and I do a lot of cooking in my free time. And yeah, but cooking never really like took it through for me because I didn't feel like, I, I felt like it was just a hobby and I, I didn't really have any interest to take it to the next level or to the pro level or even like restaurant management. I felt like that if I, even if I wanted to do restaurant management or something, I could do it after I like take the business focus. You know, it's, it's more broad that way. So, yeah. So Gordon Ramsay didn't really inspire you to <laughs> open your next restaurant I mean, or something? He, he's a great chef, but uh, <laughs> no, that's not for me. <laughs> so you mentioned your hobbies. You clearly have a lot of other ones except for outside of technology, really. So yeah. did you find Lakehead allowed you to pursue those other hobbies, maybe join um, extracurriculars, join any clubs related to your uh, other interests? Yeah, so there were... Definitely clubs. Um, I would say Global Ambassadors program is a very broad program that, you know, uh, gives us different volunteering opportunities and you help other people, especially in helping international people and stuff. How has that helped you pursue your other interests at Lakehead? Coming out of high school, I wasn't very... Um, in high school, I kind of regretted that, you know, join clubs and, you know, do a lot of things because I didn't have as much of a friend circle that, you know, kind of like some other people had who were studying in the same high school for say four or five years. Um, so yeah, I wanted to do a lot of things, but I ended up doing bowling um, as a sport. So I was in, a, in the varsity team. Um, I did that for a year uh, right before I left high school, like right uh, in 12th grade. So, so yeah, I was kind of thinking that I wanted to do, I want to take more clubs, be more proactive and, Yes, Global Masters was the opportunity that I was thinking, should I apply or should I not? And uh, I was kind of debating it, but I just did it anyway. Um, and then uh, Jordan took my interview and he said that he'll, um, you know, I'll be in the Global Ambassador program uh, whenever it started. So it was like in the first year of starting when I joined. Um, yeah, and uh, I think Global Ambassadors program really helped me get a lot of other opportunities um, and get more exposure to um, helping other international students, doing some webinars and, you know, kind of like uh, a really good, I would say a really good club or like a platform to to get more opportunities in, in, in university and just get, uh, get, get more connected. What advice would you give to people who are thinking about what to study, who are still unsure, mm -hmm. juggling multiple interests similar to how you were when you were mm -hmm. in high school? What, yeah. what would you tell them? Um, so I would say just make sure, you know, just know that it's a time where a lot of people are in the same boat. Uh, you're not alone. So a lot of people are thinking about a lot of different things. Uh, they're just overthinking a lot of things. So if you're still in like high school or you have time before your university starts um maybe just you know try and ex ex uh explore other courses if your school offers are great if not 
you know, if you have an interest in certain fields, say computer science or business, go online. There's a lot of free courses, a um, lot of free fundamental courses that you can try out, see how you like them and, uh, you know, do your research, do a deeper research into them. If you like it, uh, great. If you don't like it, then just go for the next one that you like. And if you're still torn um, or if you still have a lot of dilemma on what to take, um, and if you have kind of like one or two courses that two programs that you're really interested in, then just go for a diverse, uh, diverse like program that'll help you maybe achieve one or the other by the end of the degree, or you know, just don't stress out too much and uh, try and experiment as much as you can. And just know that you're still young, so you have a lot more opportunities as you grow. Well said. All right. Thank you so much for joining us and taking time out of your day. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Super fun. No worries. All right. Uh, I'll chat with you later. Bye. Hey, it's Evan from Lakehead International. Thanks for listening to the very first episode of Destination Unboxed. If you're wondering which program is right for you, make sure you register for Lakehead's virtual open house on December 8th from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is a chance for you to explore Lakehead's programs and chat one-on-one with over 100 professors, staff, and more. Be sure to check out presentations from current students, alumni, and Lakehead experts about scholarships, admissions, and ways that Lakehead brings learning to life through hands-on opportunities. Registration is required, so head to lakeheadu.ca slash or click the link in the description of this episode to secure your spot. And we will see you there on December 8th. Hi, Nehi. Thanks for being on the show today. Nice to have me here, Sishwar. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I hope you're doing good as well. Yeah, thank you for asking. So tell me and our listeners a little bit about yourself. My name is Nehi from Nigeria. My background is in finance and um, I just completed a master's degree program at Lakehead um, in the social justice studies um, program. And um, I mean, you might want to ask, how does an econ major um, switch over to social justice? Yeah, it's quite a jump. The answer is simple. I just kind of, um, maybe I got older and then I started to see the kinds of impacts that um, causality thinking in, mm-hmm. in, in the social sciences have done in terms of um, really hurting many people who are vulnerable um, across the world. And so, yes, even though we might valorize banking or valorize private equity or valorize some of the very big projects and investments that happen across the world, many people get hurt in the process. And so one of the one of the things that I learned coming to Canada, I mean, the week I came, there was a climate action in 2019. I began to see that some of these things that we appreciate so much or really valorize in the global south um, are things that have adverse implications, social implications on many people who really can help themselves. Did anyone help you make that jump or was it just the things that you were seeing? There's a situational awareness that happens when you leave uh, geographically, I mean, leave a place. And I think that coming to Thunder Bay um, kind of helped with that situational awareness geographically. And um, there was also support from, I think, two 
two colleagues, one at the international office, um, Latifa Latunde, we, we got talking. And I was like, this number crunching, this calculus, it's not working for me. We began to navigate. And um, I, I found social justice studies a great fit. Were you able to come up with any solutions or any projects, any ideas for some of the injustices that you were seeing around you? Yes, um, this is a very, very important question to ask, Vishwaran. Yes, um, two things I worked on during, I mean, apart from working on Manila, Manila is a conversation around financial justice. I mean, it's mm -hmm. we're, we're not really um, um, capturing that in the moment, but that's what it, it really is. But the other things I saw were um, the naming of space. And I think largely my master's research project was about space naming. Um, particularly in Thunder Bay and the ideas around um, it being indigenous land, but named after white settlers completely. Right. And so that sense of ownership among indigenous people um, becomes very absent. And then I'm able to extrapolate it to countries like Nigeria, like India, and the kinds of resistance that went into naming spaces. I mean, why name a space after someone who really <laughs> doesn't really own the space mm -hmm. and then loses its cultural value? And so those are some of the projects I worked on academically. But then the ideas behind financial justice simply um, kind of pushed me in the direction of uh, Manila because then you'd find that um, more international, less international, international people are more, or international students are more like consumers. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, you get fed whatever you're fed in the market because you obviously don't have a choice. And so mm -hmm. how do we lend our voices to that space that is largely, um, largely absent or void of brown and black people is, is something that also drove us to have um, this conversation we're having now about Manila. Because yeah. I mean, it's like, we need to make transfer services for us by us. It's kind of like the motivation behind them. It, it's all social justice. Mm -hmm. So the name Manila, is there any meaning behind it or any specific reason why you named your business Manila? Okay, so so this is Manila, but not Manila, Manila, the Philippines. This is Manila with two L's, right? Mm -hmm. And in West Africa, um, historically, we used to call money Manila. Oh, okay. Africa, where I'm from, we used to call money Manila. And then it got taken out of context to also refer to the, env the envelope. So there's yes. a Manila envelope, which was actually used to deliver money. So if, you, if you've probably heard of brown uh, envelope journalism, that was yes. money. That was money based or money driven journalism, and they okay. gave Manila envelopes too. So so the idea behind it being a convey of money was something that we also uh, thought had historical value. I love it. I think that's such a cool combination of finance and culture and just bringing it together to come up with Manila. And it was like, as you put it, made by international students for international students. So 
your background is enriching, I would say. It seems like you have definitely made the most of your time in Thunder Bay and at Lakehead University. What kind of advice would you give to our listeners and to current students who are thinking about what to study or who are still going back and forth and they're not sure what they what they want to pursue, similar to how you felt after you realized that number crunching just isn't right for you? Yes. Thank you for this question again, Fishra. And it's a very, very important question in conversation to have with oneself first. Mm-hmm. So I would say that um, in hindsight, right, um, a lot of things build up to this moment. And a lot of times we don't, we don't, we're not able to find the dots going forward. But if we look backwards, then it's easier to be able to um, draw the, the line and say, look, even if it's the universe or it's God or whatever you believe in, something's pushing you in a certain direction <laughs> and there are reasons for that. So I would say that as a young man, and I'll just tell this story off, off, off my head. My mm-hmm. mom used to make me write. She used to make me write. It was punishment at home to just write and summarize newspaper articles. Mm-hmm. Um, if I did something wrong, she'd go get your pen, get, get your paper, sit down here and summarize this. And I'd have to read and write. Mm-hmm. And then my dad will say, look, I want you to be an economist. I want you to be a banker. I want you to have money. They kind of shapes my view and how I, I traveled in the world. And maybe my dad had more influence and swayed me in those directions. Mm-hmm. But then at some point, you have to have a conversation with yourself to say, look, I've done this for everybody. Who am I? Yeah. What am I doing to re- that's really, really valuable? And so when we make certain decisions, we may make those decisions because we want to please our parents, we want to please our partner, we want to please someone. Yeah. Then the time will come where you have to have a conversation with yourself to say, mm-hmm. look, how do I... Because, I mean... How does an engineer become a musician is the same reason with how a banker yes. becomes a social justice advocate. It's yep. that conversation with yourself to say, look, what do I really believe in? Well, Nehi, it has been an absolute pleasure talking with you today. Thank you very much. Um, and just as a, on a final note, yes. I mean, I'm asking everyone out there, right, to not just be in touch with yourself as you make decisions to come to, or to, to come to Thunder Bay or to choose a course or to choose a path in life. Um, as we see the world changing very critically and very vastly, the idea of being true to oneself, being, having self-integrity, it's really, really important. And so if you take out time to say, look, I want to do this degree for my parents. I want to do it for society. I want to do it for, at some point, you will come to a cusp where you have to make decisions for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so if being a musician is something that becomes um, really, really important to you, then by all means, be a musician. If Doing business is something that's really important to you. I mean, 
don't just do it for the sake that others have done it, but have the self-integrity and then the courage. And I think that Thunder Bay does give you an environment Mm -hmm. to be courageous enough to really pursue what really matters to you. If there's anything at all that I've learned from Thunder Bay, it has been being bold enough to pursue who I, I am. That is definitely a great note to end on. And I can attest to that, that there are numerous opportunities in Thunder Bay to pursue any anything you may be interested in. So I think the key takeaway from Nehi's last words of wisdom would be the word selfish is often associated with a negative connotation. But sometimes being selfish it w- is what makes us the most happiest in life. Would you agree to that, Nehi? I, I would <laughs> say yes to that. Um, we, we usually, I mean, we're throwing away labels when we come to Thunder Bay, trust me. The selfish label is, is something that we need to do away with and see that's valuable in certain, in certain scenarios. All right, Nahi, it was fantastic talking with you today. I hope you have a great rest of the week. Thank you, Vishwa. It was a pleasure speaking with you too. Hi, Hector. I'm really excited to have you on the show today. Hi, Vishwam. Happy to be here as well. Why don't you give us a little introduction about yourself and what your current role at Lakehead University is for our listeners? Of course. Um, My name is Hector Michelena, and I'm one of the international recruitment officers here at Lakehead. I'm originally from Venezuela, um, and my own study abroad experience was what motivated me to help other prospective students to come to Canada and prepare themselves academically and professionally here. What's your main goal as an international recruiter? What do you try to do to help students? So my main responsibility is to inform prospective students of how we can help them achieve their academic and professional goals. Often we talk to prospective students at high schools, education fairs, and events in different countries and different venues. That sounds like an interesting job. Do you get to travel a lot through your role? We usually do. Because of the pandemic, we were not able to do it over the last year and a half, but mm-hmm. usually is a, uh, a role that involves a lot of traveling for sure. So Hector, what advice or resources would you give to current students who are thinking about what to study or are still going back and forth between multiple subjects? That's a great question. Um, usually students are looking to study abroad, sometimes are not sure what kind of program is the right program for them. So what we try to do is to give them as much information about the programs that we offer, whether it is that they're inclined towards uh, science programs or arts program. Uh, we just try to share as much information about all the amazing services we offer for international students. And we, we even have programs that uh, for those students who really don't know what they want to study, uh, we have a general program in science and a general program in arts that will let them see different courses in their first year. We give them information about campus life and life in Canada. So they are informed and they're able to make the best decision for themselves. Yeah, that's really interesting, too, because I know um, being in the business program, we also have a general management degree that also lets you take courses from various fields in business if you're not really sure which specific field you want to go in. So that's great to know that that option is available in other fields as well. I'd just like to thank you, Hector, for being on the show today. And I hope you have a great day. Excellent. Thank you for the invitation. So that's it for this week's episode. Make sure to follow us on social at Lakehead International. And you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you get your podcasts. 
If you want to connect with students, check out Lakehead International's UniBuddy platform. UniBuddy is a messaging tool that lets you ask questions directly to Lakehead students and staff. And the unique part about UniBuddy is that you are guaranteed a reply within 24 hours. So you won't have to sit around worrying, when will I get a reply or if you ever will get a reply. The fun part is, I am actually a part of the UniBuddy program. So if you would like to talk to me, all you have to do is send me a message on UniBuddy and I'll reply straight away. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Destination Unboxed. See you next time.